0: Not a single major Democrat will condemn the leak of a Supreme Court opinion overturning Roe. Joe Biden says the Trump base is the most extreme political organization in American history, and the Federal Reserve boosts interest rates a full half point. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. The Ben Shapiro Show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Privacy is a right, not a privilege. Defend your rights at expressvpn.com slash Ben. So, We'll get to all the news in just a moment, including the Federal Reserve finally realizing that inflation is really, really, really bad, but then not doing enough to bring it down. Speaking of which, you should be investing in precious metals right now. I mean, the simple fact of the matter is that you should have done so when I told you two years ago you'd be doing really well right now because, again, precious metals are a hedge against inflation. They're a hedge against uncertainty, and this is why I rely on Birch Gold. Now, to play catch up, the Fed has been raising rates. They plan to raise rates seven times this year. You're already starting to see those ripple effects in the housing market as people's buying power diminishes. Have you considered what could happen in the stock market if our economy stalls out? In fact, there was a piece in the Wall Street Journal just a couple of days ago about the idea that perhaps the stock market might stall out for the next decade. Don't wait until that happens. Take some of your profits from the stock market now. Solidify them with gold from Birch Gold. Throughout history, gold has maintained its value better than any other investment in the world. Text Ben to 989898 for a free zero-obligation information kit on holding gold in a tax-shelter retirement account. Again, text Ben to 989898. Secure the gains you've made while you can. I'm a customer of Birch Gold, along with thousands of others, with countless five-star reviews and A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. I trust the professionals at Birch Gold, and you should, too. Text Ben to 989898, ask all of your questions, and then think about protecting your future with gold at Birch Gold by texting Ben to 989898 to get started. The fallout from the elite Supreme Court decision that would overturn Roe versus Wade continues. Democrats are not really sure what to do about it. Because on the one hand, they believe that the momentum is with them. They believe that the vast majority of Americans are in favor of Roe being upheld. And they look at the polls and what they see is that the vast majority of Americans are not in favor of abortion being completely banned. The problem for them is that when you look below that top line number, what you see is that a huge number of Americans are, in fact, in favor of pretty significant restrictions on abortion, particularly in the last couple of trimesters. And this runs directly counter to their entire agenda. And so they just have to lie. They have to suggest that abortion is going to be banned across the country like today, which, of course, as a pro-lifer, I wish, because if you consider abortion to be the mass killing of the pre-born, then you would hope for that sort of thing. But realistically speaking, that is not what is on the table. Abortion is going to be widely available and legal in every major blue state. It's going to be partially legal and available in many of the purple states. And in deep red states, it's going to be essentially banned. That is the way that this is going to break down. And that means that it is not really a federal electoral issue, because once it becomes just a question of states, implementing what their voters suggest, you're not going to get people to vote for federal Congress or federal Senate or the presidency based on that sort of policy. Because again, it is a state by state issue, which means that if you are really concerned with that issue, you're going to go to the state legislature. You're going to vote for the governor based on it. You're going to vote for all of the state level, local politicians based. You're you're not going to do that for the federal government. Democrats right now are looking down the barrel of a 2022 election that's going to be awful and terrible for them. And they are looking for an issue that is not inflation, that is not the economy, that is not crime. They're looking for issues that are not illegal immigration or even Ukraine. They're looking for something that is going to galvanize their base and get them out to the polls. The problem is abortion ain't it. As I mentioned yesterday, the argument that you should go out and vote for liberal politicians on the federal level because Roe versus Wade is going to be overturned is now predicated on a series of hypotheticals And people don't vote based on hypotheticals. They don't vote based on contingencies. They look at inflation is really bad. Blame the president. Blame Congress. They look at crime is really bad. Blame Congress. They look at illegal immigration really bad. Blame the administration in power. In order to make the abortion, you need to vote Democrat on the abortion level, federal argument. You have to solve a bunch of problems. One, you have to suggest that if the Democrats do not step in, that you will need an abortion and not be able to get it, which of course is not the vast majority of Americans. It's not even the vast majority of women who are going to need an abortion like right now. And by the way, this talk about how tons and tons of women have had an abortion. Many women in America have had an abortion. Many women have had many abortions. Okay, But there are a huge number of women who have not, in fact, had abortions and do not plan on getting abortions and plan on getting married and plan on having children without ever getting an abortion. And don't feel that this is actually top of the heap issue. This is not their top issue. There are a lot of women who are pro-life, as it turns out. And there are a lot of men who are pro-choice for a variety of reasons we will not get into. But the Democrats have to portray the current status of the law post-Roe as an extreme threat to women. Now, the problem is this. If you look at the various pro-life positions in the States, the hardcore pro-life position, the position that I take, which is that you should not have an abortion. You should be barred by law from having an abortion post-conception unless the mother's life's in danger. That position is held by a certain number of Americans that position is also not going to be implemented in the vast majority of states. It's going to be implemented in probably 13 to 15 states. Then there's the Democratic federal position. The Democratic federal position, which they wish imposed top-down federally, and they have no problem using the law to do it, and it is part of their platform, is extreme in the other direction. And when I say it's extreme, I mean their position is openly, you should be able to abort a child up to point of birth. That is the Democratic Party platform. That is what Joe Biden says. He does not believe in late-term abortion restrictions. Now, if forced to choose between those two positions, abortion at any point up to birth and significant restrictions on abortion at point of conception, one of those arguments looks a lot more moral than the other argument. And this is a serious problem for Democrats. There is an actual moral imbalance here, arguing that a woman and her doctor should be able to plunge a knife into the head of a nine-month-old baby in the womb minutes before it enters the birth canal. That turns out to be a really ugly moral argument, significantly uglier than the moral argument that every child deserves a chance to live and that human life with potential ought to be protected. And those arguments do not have the same moral weight. And so when Democrats claim that Republicans are extreme on abortion, this is not a winning argument for them specifically because their own positions on abortion are really, really, really extreme. All right. In just one second, we'll get to Joe Biden, who actually argues that folks who supported Trump are the most extreme political organization in American history, which is You know, he's old enough to remember most of American history if he still had a functioning prefrontal cortex. Unfortunately, he does not. We'll get to that in a moment. First, your gas is really expensive right now, right? Because of that old guy. I mean, things are going really crappy. This is why you need the Upside app. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download that free Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code Shapiro for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up. Cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using Upside. Download the app for free. Use promo code Shapiro for 25 cents per gallon or more on your very first tank of gas. You can earn cash back at grocery stores, at restaurants, and with takeout, too. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. So what exactly are you waiting for? Why are you spending this much money on gas? Instead, just download that free upside app. Use promo code Shapiro. Get 25 cents per gallon or more. Cash back on your very first tank of gas. Use my promo code Shapiro right now. Again, that's promo code Shapiro. And you could be earning money back every time you fill up that tank. Get that upside app today. Promo code Shapiro, 25 cents per gallon or more. Cash back on your very first tank of gas. Again, that upside app is available for free right now at the app store and use promo code Shapiro. So Joe Biden is trying to push this. He's trying to say, you need to elect me because I'm a moderate. He's back to the, I'm a moderate argument. The problem is he is not a moderate. So the argument he is making is that the, what he calls ultra MAGA, right? Because everything is about Trump still. Even though Trump has not been president for a couple of years now, Everything is about Trump. He says that MAGA is the most extreme political organization in recent American history. That's an insane statement. Yeah, this doddering old fool, like this is this is a crazy statement here from Joe Biden, but this is what they have to run on. Again, they have to run on Trump and January 6th. And now the argument is that your abortions will go away. Your abortions everywhere in New York, in Massachusetts, in Cal- they're gonna go away. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, honestly, from their mouth to God ears, but no, it ain't gonna happen. Here is Joe Biden.
1: What are the next things that are gonna be attacked? Because this mega crowd is really the most extreme political ex- organization that's existed in American history. In American, in history, American history. history? All
0: of American history. And then he corrects himself recent. Then he just takes his, his, clutches his binder and walks away. Okay, so just to re-note American history. American history, extreme political organizations. Let's see, there's the Ku Klux Klan. There is the Confederacy, which literally attempted to split off from the Constitutional Union in the United States in order to preserve slavery. There is the Weather Underground, which bombed federal buildings routinely throughout the 1960s and 70s. I mean, I would say Black Lives Matter last year, creating billions of dollars in damage around the country based on a lie that America's police are systemically racist. It's a pretty extreme political organization. In fact, I could name you dozens of political organizations more extreme than the current day Republican Party, which, again, its positions were considered just mainstream center about 15 years ago. I mean, if we're talking about extreme political organizations in the United States, you shouldn't be talking about the Republican Party. You should be talking about the Democratic Party, which is a very, very extreme political organization. Again, this is a political organization that maintains abortion to point of birth as its platform. This is an organization that now maintains that boys can be girls and girls can be boys and that fifth grader, the, the five year olds, six year olds should be taught this. Which seems more extreme to you? And okay, so Joe Biden, again, he's got a scare tactic, this thing through. Because this is all Democrats have at this point. It's just scare tactics. So the idea is that Republicans, if they had their way, would ban gay kids from the classroom. I, I have a question. In public schools, like how? Explain. It, really, explain this. It, the, the, here we go.
1: What happens if you have a state change the law saying that, that, that children who are LGBTQ can't be in classrooms with other children? Is that is that legit under the way that the decision is
0: written? The uh, the uh, really Jen Psaki was asked directly about this yesterday and she had no answer for it because, of course, nobody has actually proposed such a thing. Like that's that's just no one has proposed such a thing. Again, he, he's now going into hypotheticals based on hypotheticals based on nothing. My favorite thing about Joe Biden, though, is that Joe Biden can't even make an argument pro-abortion argument without stumbling into making a pro-life argument. So yesterday. He was talking about the right to abortion. This is the most Orwellian nonsense to spill out of the face hole of this doddering fool in at least the last seven minutes. Here is Joe Biden.
1: This is about a lot more than abortion. I hadn't read the whole opinion at that time. But this reminds me of the debate with Robert Bork. Bork believed the only reason you had any inherent rights was because the government gave them to you you go back and look at the opening comments of Bork-Biden when I was questioning him as chairman, I said, I believe I have the rights that I have not because the government gave them to me, which you believe, but because I'm just a child of God. I exist. I delegated by joining this union here to delegate some obligation, some rights I have to the government
0: for, um, for social good. Um, so... Um he has a right delegated to him by God as a child of God because he exists. Why? That sounds almost like a basic pro life argument. A child of God, you exist, therefore you have the right, like, for example, not to be killed in the womb. And he's arguing that as a child of God, because he exists, he has the right to kill another child of God that exists. That's the argument Democrats are making. And they're—they're. They're, don't worry, it's the other guys who are extreme. It's the other guys who are extreme. Boy, is he bad at this. I mean, really, really, really bad at this. Like he can't even make a pro-choice argument without ending up making a pro-life argument. It's pretty incredible. We'll get to the Biden administration doubling down on abortion up to point of birth in just one second. First, simple fact of the matter is rich people, they have opportunities to invest in ways that you don't. I mean, that, that is just the reality of the situation. I know because I'm one of those people. Right. I can invest in things like hedge funds that actually requires a certain income level. You actually have to sign documents saying that you want to invest in hedge funds. Okay. But there are certain investment opportunities you didn't have access to before that now you should be able to have access to, like fine art. Right? Fine art actually appreciates faster than the stock market has over the course of the last couple of decades. And you normally would not have the ability to like just buy a piece of Monet and put it on your wall or something and then hold on to it. But now you can invest in fine art the way that all of the investment pros do with masterworks.io slash Ben. Masterworks is a new company that has leveled the playing field. It gives everyday Americans access to the same types of deals as big CEOs and wealthy politicians. This has nothing to do with stocks, bonds, even crypto. You should check it out. Go to masterworks.io slash Ben. Again, that's masterworks.io slash Ben. I have some fine art in my home, but even I cannot afford the kind of art that Masterworks will let you invest in And the returns can be excellent before deciding to invest carefully, review important disclosures at masterworks.io slash CD, and then check them out at masterworks.io slash Ben. Meanwhile, the HHS Secretary Xavier Becerra, he says the Biden administration is going to double down to protect abortion again. If they want to run on this, really, please go for it. Please explain why you are attempting to protect, for example, late-term abortion, which is wildly unpopular by every available poll. Whenever you hear folks on the left say, This many people approve Roe. That's because people don't understand what Roe does. They think that when Roe ends, all abortion across the country is automatically banned, which is not true. That it doesn't go to the state level. It's just automatically banned federally. Not true. They'll say the vast majority of people, they're in favor of of freedom on abortion. Well, it really, really, really depends on the stage and which area of the country you're in. They never want you to look below the top line. The problem is that no matter what they say about the polls, the polls are still the polls and people still believe what they believe. So if they believe that taking extreme positions in the pro-abortion direction, are going to be a big political winner for them? And this is actually going to drive people to the polls in their favor? You know, go for it. Own it.
2: The Department of Health and Human Services is not in the business of stripping Americans of access and protections to care. So at HHS, we will double down on our authorities to protect every American's right and access to reproductive health care, including abortion.
0: And by, by the way, how how crazy are Democrats on this particular issue? There's an abortion bill that Chuck Schumer is about to bring up for a vote. It creates a right to abortion through all nine months of pregnancy in all 50 states. The bill's chief sponsor in the Senate acknowledges, according to National Review, the legislation does not distinguish between physical and mental health. The text of the bill explicitly instructs the courts to liberally interpret the legislation. There's no question that this would now amount to basically abortion across the board guaranteed by the federal government for all nine months. But don't worry, it's the right that's extreme. By the way, the right is so extreme that the right actually condemned The leak of the decision. The left does not condemn the the leak of the decision. You can't find a, it truly is an amazing thing. It is possible to be a Democrat and say, I hate the decision. The decision is wrong. I think that it's wrongly decided. But also, it is really bad for the institution of the Supreme Court to have lefties inside the Supreme Court leaking draft decisions. By the way, it's extremely dangerous. It really is very dangerous because imagine now that you are a pro-abortion fanatic committed to the possibility of violence. It's a country with 330 million people. you would probably find somebody. I mean, right now you have people who are smashing cop cars in LA over this. So you'd imagine that there might be somebody who's very extreme and or crazy. And imagine for a second that that person sees that there is a draft opinion that has five votes, not six, five votes on the Supreme Court to overrule Roe. Don't you think that it might put a Supreme Court justice's life in danger to leak the opinion before the vote actually comes down? Because the vote, again, is only official when the opinion comes down because the vote is on the opinion. So God forbid, put aside the possibility of assassination, God forbid. But what would happen right now if one of the five justices who voted in favor of the Dobbs versus Mississippi draft opinion from Alito, one of them died, God forbid. What would happen? Then presumably the court would be split four-four and you would not get an overruling of Roe. And so that logic might go through the head of somebody out there who thinks, okay, if I do something violent and terrible, then I can stop history where it stands. I can actually stop this decision from going through. It is actively dangerous to leak this sort of stuff. Like really, really dangerous, actually. And yet you can't find a single Democrat anywhere to condemn it. It's unbelievable. It's amazing. And again, you don't have to be pro the decision in order to condemn the leak. You could say that It's this decision is terrible and awful. and We hate it and we want to overturn it. And we and we we're going to use whatever we can do within legal means in order to stop it and fight back again. You can do all of that and still cannot. the Democrats cannot bring themselves to condemn the leak because the Democratic norms crowd, they don't give two craps about Democratic norms. They don't care about that stuff. They don't care about nuking the filibuster or packing the court. They don't care about leaks from the Supreme Court This is the first time in American history, a full decision, draft decision from the Supreme Court has ever been leaked. And you cannot find a Democrat anywhere in America to condemn it. That's an unbelievable thing. It really is. So Jen Psaki yesterday was asked about condemning the leak. She had nothing.
3: Does the White House condemn, explicitly condemn this leak? And or has seeing this draft
1: been seen as welcomed
3: by some here? Uh,
1: I don't think we have a particular view on that other than to say that uh, we
0: certainly note uh, the unprecedented nature of it. You have nothing to say about it? Nothing? You and your moderate pro norms crowd? The other guys are the ones who are dangerous? You and your you and your norms. Mm, Yes, I I really I I think that you really care about norms, Jen Psaki. I really do. Then Jen Psaki was asked if Joe Biden would view the court decision as legitimate. And here is her response.
1: Sounds like you're saying then that's a yes. He would consider this a legitimate decision. Well, uh, there is not even a decision yet. We don't know the validity of the we know that this is a leaked document. It is not the final opinion. So I just can't speak to that hypothetically.
0: She can't speak about hypothetically whether it would be considered a legitimate decision. Like, really? I was told that unless you respect Supreme Court decisions and precedent, that this was a violation of norms. So again, notice the moderate, the moderate crowd, you know, the Democrats, very moderate. They're fine with leaks. Won't openly say that they will respect a Supreme Court decision if it comes down. And they're in favor of abortion up until the child is 17 years of age and can, and can get a driver's license, basically. So this is, this is your moderate crowd over here. Speaking of which, Again, it is amazing to me that this is what they want to run on. They really think this is a winning issue for them. Again, I encourage them to go for it. I encourage them to run on their extreme pro-abortion position because it's not that they are arguing that there should be some restrictions, but not total restrictions on abortion. They're not arguing that. If they were arguing that, they could argue that in their home states. Like There's this weird irony where all of these bizarre blue state governors who are super, super liberal on abortion, who want abortion across all nine months are ranting and raving. Guys, you run states. You're doing what you're doing. Like, you're welcome to it. Not on a moral level. On a moral level, you're very not much not welcome to it. But on a federalist level, you're definitely welcome to it because that's how federalism works. So, for example, Gavin Newsom is out there on the stump about this thing. And uh, I have questions. I mean, I really do. California has been very liberal on abortion. It is now become, it's going to become an abortion tourist state. So it's Disneyland and killing babies over in California. That, that is their major draw. Not being business friendly. Disneyland, which is open sometimes, and also killing babies. This is why you should visit California. And also if you want heroin. So those are the the big three. Disneyland, heroin, and killing babies. California. I can speak about it. I was born there. I spent 36 years of my life there. So, yes. Anyway, Gavin Newsom tweets out, if men could get pregnant, this wouldn't even be a conversation. This decision isn't about strengthening families. It's about extremism. It's about control. We will fight for the right to choose. And the Orwellian language here is unbelievable. So it's not about strengthening families to save babies. It's about control to save babies. Also, got a note here. Note, isn't it fun how we snapped right back to biological reality the moment abortion became an issue? Isn't that fun? You have Gavin Newsom now saying, if men could get pregnant, I have been reliably informed by no less an authority than you, Gavin Newsom, you Ken doll of a human. I've been informed by you that men can get pregnant. I've been informed by the Biden administration that we have to start transitioning five-year-olds because after all, we have to gender-affirm them. So which is it? Can men get pregnant or can men not get pregnant? And this, by, by the this entire argument, even on its root level, is so stupid. If men could get pregnant, then that would totally change things. Right, because men have no interest in children whatsoever. None. Men, men were once children, by the way. All of us, as it turns out, were in our mother's wombs. But this is the argument that they are making. If men couldn't get pregnant. All right, fine. You want want to play that game? Uh, Tim Ryan in Ohio. These people are so dumb. So Tim Ryan, he was asked about his abortion policy. Remember, he's running in Ohio, which is now a red state. If you think they're going to be able to run on row and win, I give you Tim Ryan.
2: As senator, would you... Have any limits on abortion?
0: Look, I think what we had established
4: in Roe is something that that we can continue to work with. And I think those can be the parameters. But then again, if you get rid of what was established law, which in many ways was conservative to keep that, to appreciate stare decisis and make sure we appreciate uh, the law. Um, if we move away from that, you're going to get states like Ohio that have some of the most extreme uh, laws in the whole country. Where if you're a young uh, girl and you've yeah. been raped or there's been incest, that you can't, you you have to the state, the government is going to force you to bring that baby to yeah, term. Yeah, I, I, I just get all don't that, think Congressman, but my question
2: value. my question was about any limits to abortion at any point. You know, late term, anything.
4: Look, you, you, you got to leave it up to the to the woman because you so and I no, sitting here or a bunch of. Well, you and I sitting here can't account for all of the different scenarios that a, a woman dealing with the complexities of
0: a pregnancy are going through. So no restrictions on abortion. Run on this. Go for it, guys. But don't worry. The Republicans are the extremists. So the media are now attempting to wish cast this into a talking point for Democrats, that the end of row is going to swing the polls behind Democrats. No, it is not. And it turns out all of your arguments are really bad. Well, the left is now trying to bully corporations into doing what they want. But here's the thing. You don't want corporations speaking outside their area of expertise, which is why you should check out rockauto.com. So rockauto.com, they stay squarely within their area of expertise. And frankly, it's not an area of expertise that I have. And I don't want to go to that auto parts store and then rely on some dude behind the counter who doesn't know what he's talking about to then order me the part at a 50% upcharge and make me wait two weeks. Instead, I'm going to head where the experts are to rock auto. Com. What they know is auto parts and all they sell is auto parts and related tools. Rock Auto is a family business founded by automotive engineers over 20 years ago. Their original goal was and still is to make auto parts available and affordable so customers can keep their daily drivers and classics safely on the road. RockAuto.com's online parts catalog is uniquely easy to use. You quickly see all the parts available for your specific car, SUV, or truck. There are photos, specs, installation tips to help you pick the best parts to meet your vehicle's needs. RockAuto.com will not only have the part, usually they'll give you several trusted brands to choose from. RockAuto's kits are also popular because they bundle together all the parts needed for a successful repair. You don't get halfway through installing a timing belt and then discover you need another pulley. Professional mechanics do-it-yourselfers always pay the same at reliably low prices. So head on over to RockAuto.com, get the brakes, shocks, carpet, wipers, headlights, mirrors, mufflers, lug nuts, or any other part you need. Be sure when you check out, write Shapiro in there. How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that I sent you. Go check them out right now, rockauto.com. So you have pieces at places like The Washington Post by Michael Sherer In draft abortion ruling, Democrats see a court at odds with democracy. Again, I love this. I love this. So it is now at odds with democracy for the Supreme Court to say you get to vote on an issue. The, the, this is this is logic. So prettily it makes Cirque du Soleil look like me doing yoga. I mean, like it's, it's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. So the Supreme Court says, you now get to vote on abortion. And Democrats are like, that's anti-democratic. According to the Washington Post, for nearly half a century, Republicans have railed against unelected judges making rulings they claim disenfranchised voters from deciding for themselves what laws should govern hot button issues. But since the release this week of a draft Supreme Court opinion that would overturn the long-standing constitutional right to abortion, Demo- okay, first of all, never was a constitutional right, just made up. Democrats have been the ones embracing that complaint Flipping the script as the party vents its frustration with elements of the U.S. system that have empowered a minority of the country's voters to elect lawmakers who have successfully reshaped the high court. So again, the complaint from Republicans is that judges are disenfranchising voters. And now that voters are re-enfranchised, Democrats are claiming that voters are being disenfranchised. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer denounced the apparent apparent conservative majority behind the draft opinion as in no way accountable to the American people. Jamie Raskin described them as handpicked and gerrymandered by theocrats and autocrats. Elizabeth Warren cast the document as the culmination of a conservative effort to gain a majority on the bench who had accomplished something that the majority of Americans do not want, as though the Supreme Court of the United States is now supposed to be a democratically elected body answerable to public opinion. That is directly the opposite of what any judiciary is supposed to do. You wouldn't do this with regard to a criminal court. Criminal court makes a decision to, for example, not give the death penalty to somebody. Would you want them braying mob outside making that decision? The whole point is that a judiciary is independent of the people who are outside the courthouse. With that majority likely to last for the foreseeable future, the critique from the left that the court's rulings are not only misguided, but also evidence of a deeper rot within American democracy has become a recurring theme. Oh, really? Oh, really? Okay, well, good luck with that. Seriously, we are going to get people to come out and vote so that people can't vote. Makes perfect sense. The Washington Post Also trying to gin up women, Joanna Slater, Emily Wax Thibodeau, Sarah Fowler, and Karen Brulier have a piece at the Washington Post titled, For Women, Despair and Joy, as Overturning of Roe appears imminent. The news rippled across the country like a shockwave, passing through living rooms, bedrooms, dinner conversations, and university dorms, leaving American women in disbelief. Lauren Book said when she heard the news, she sat her five-year-old daughter on her lap, held her close, and began to weep. I thought to myself, oh my God said Book 37, a Democratic state senator in Florida. This is a different world for her. Okay, so um, first of all, don't invoke God when you're talking about killing babies. Also, it's weird for you to hold your five-year-old daughter that you bore in your body and then pass into this world as you weep about why women should not be allowed to kill their babies. ma'am. That, that, that time when the Bible overturned the child sacrifice to Molech, that must've been really hard on the women who were very interested in the child sacrifice to Molech. Must've been really difficult. By contrast, Susan Abdallah, who works for a construction company in Michigan, says she was overcome with relief and a burst of energy. It's been hard to live in a world where ending human lives is considered a good solution to women's problems. Yeah, that that seems more more logical. A majority of American women, 62%, believe abortion should be legal in most or all cases, according to a Washington Post-ABC News poll conducted this week. Okay, but again, actually, the vast majority of Americans believe there should be some fairly significant restrictions on abortions. In the United States. So right now, for example, 36% of Americans support laws that would prevent abortions even in the first six weeks of pregnancy. How many Americans believe that should be like, okay, all the way up to birth? Pretty much none. Pretty much none. I mean, the, the, the number of Americans who believe that you should be able to have an abortion all the way up to birth is really, really, really low. The answer is most Americans are somewhere in between. But that's why we get to vote on the issue. And so the Democrats trying to gin up the quote-unquote war on women rhetoric. The problem is that nobody actually really believes that except for a hardcore base of college-educated white liberal women. That that is the contingent that the Democratic Party is always catering to. So the media are going to start with the pressure tactics. So the pressure tactics are, of course, directed uh, against corporate America. So immediately, immediately upon this decision leaking, you start to see the media call up various corporations and attempt to cudgel those corporations into doing their dirty work for them. This is what they've done on every single major political issue of the last 20 years. We we don't like a law in Florida about preventing the indoctrination of small children to gender ideology. Let's get Disney on the phone and let's force them to do what we want them to do. We don't like a voter ID law in Georgia. Let's get MLB on the phone and let's force them to do what we want them to do. And now you have the Washington Post and CNBC all printing articles about how are major corporations going to deal and how are major corporations going to deal with any state law? They're just going to hire where they want to hire. And then if you want to get an abortion, you're going to go wherever you can get an abortion. According to The Washington Post, after state abortion fights, corporate America braces for end of row. Really? Are they bracing for it or are they just going to deal with it? In recent months, Apple has offered to cover medical expenses for workers in Texas who have to travel out of state to seek abortions. Salesforce has offered to relocate workers from the Lone Star State where a restrictive abortion law took effect this year. On Monday, Amazon said it would cover four grand in travel costs for U.S. workers seeking medical care, including elective abortion and transgender surgery. The cautious first steps by companies in response to new state-level laws on abortion and LGBTQ issues highlight the unprecedented nationwide challenges businesses could now face. Oh, like, are, are those unprecedented? Really, like you could just not offer those benefits. And then if people want to work for Apple in New York, they can. I mean, these are nationwide companies. If you don't want to live in Texas, you don't have to live in Texas. Welcome to the real world. I didn't want to live in California. So I moved my entire my entire company out of California because California is a garbage heap. The news this week caught corporate America off guard, resulting in a barrage of worried emails and phone calls trailing into the night as corporate officials grappled with the realization that the slew of state abortion laws were simply dress rehearsals for a bigger nationwide policy shift. The communication with corporate parties has been nonstop, said Jen Stark, senior director at Terra Health Foundation, an investment firm focused on gender and racial equality. Companies that were gearing up for impact in June are feeling the reality set in now. Well, I mean, here again is the reality. The entire cultural infrastructure of the United States, from the federal government under Joe Biden to state governments in major blue areas, to the media, to institutional investors, all of them have been pushing forward with a left-wing agenda and trying to cudgel shareholders and corporations that represent those shareholders into repeating the, the nostrum of, of the far left. This has been a common pattern. We've talked about it. This is how you get woke ink, is woke capitalism. Okay, well, if these woke corporations wish to interfere in state law, then they will presumably have to be involved in the political process. And it turns out there are, there are consequences to that now. I mean, it's kind of fascinating article from CNBC. Major companies, including Disney and Walmart, keep largely silent as leaked Supreme Court abortion draft sparks outrage. This is, by the way, again, just the bully tactic. The bully tactic is we're going to yell at corporations that have nothing to do with the state legislative policies at issue here. We're going to yell at them. According to CNBC, As protesters gathered and politicians scrambled to speak out, the country's largest corporations remained largely silent Tuesday after a leaked draft of a Supreme Court decision indicated conservative justices are poised to overturn Roe. Dozens of companies, including Walmart, American Airlines and Disney, have yet to issue statements or respond to CNBC requests for comment. The Business Roundtable, a trade group made of top CEOs, said in a statement it does not have a position on this issue, which is the appropriate response. Of course, corporations should not have a statement on specific state abortion laws. Do they have a statement on New York's abortion laws that allow you to kill a baby until the baby's 97 years old? Microsoft, JP Morgan, and the U.S. Chamber of Commerce all declined to comment. As they should, this does not impact their business. This has nothing to do with their core business. You can see the media trying to cudgel all these people into place. This, by the way, is the salutary effect of Ron DeSantis saying to Disney... If you stick your head up, and if you decide that you're going to become a tool of the left, we will treat you as such. We'll treat you as a political actor in the political space. And if you have special magical tax benefits the state of Florida has granted you, you can play by the same rules as everybody else. This is why corporations are getting shy, because here's the reality. You think all these CEOs of these corporations want to speak out on these issues? They don't. You didn't get involved at Disney because you want to be a social activist. You got involved at Disney because you like the fact they create magical, innocent product for kids. That's why. And then you were cuddled by the left into doing their work. And now you are being told by the right. If you do that, you will be cudgeled by the right. And then you will go back to neutral. And that's what's happening with these businesses. And that is very good. So this bully tactic from the left, I don't think that's going to work either. I think they're going to have to make their case in the court of public opinion. And they're only going to be successful in blue states. And that is not going to help them on the federal level. The media are trying to gin up alternative arguments. And again, these these are very bizarre alternative arguments. My 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 personal favorite argument you hear from the left on the pro-abortion side is that unless the GOP supports nationalized health care, cradle-to-grave welfare programs, a vast bevy of government spending programs, we get to kill all the babies. That's the argument. And there's a very, very popular argument on the left. And it, it makes no sense, of course. It's it's absurd. It's like saying that unless you offer homeless shelters, to, uh, we have to create government-sponsored beds for every homeless person in America. And if we don't, we get to kill the homeless. Like that—that that is the equivalent of the argument here, because here is the argument that they actually make. Okay, there's a woman named Leela Cohen, a TV and film writer for Bridgerton, which means that she is a, a political genius. And, uh, and this human, her tweet has 416 thousand likes. Okay, here's how it goes: If it was about babies, we'd have excellence and free universal maternal care. You wouldn't be charged a cent to give birth, no matter how complicated your delivery was. If it was about babies, we'd have months and months of parental leave for everyone. If it was about babies, we'd have free lactation consultants, free diapers, free formula. If it was about babies, we'd have free and excellent childcare from newborns on. If it was about babies, we'd have universal preschool and pre-K and guaranteed after-school placements. Um, Well, I mean, there are arguments pro and con each of those policies. But it seems to me that you're arguing that unless you get all of those policies in place, you get to kill the baby, which is a weird argument. Unless I have universal pre-K, and you pay for all my birth expenses, and you pay for all of my bills, and you take care of my baby, and you adopt my baby, and you bring it into your home, I get to stab it in the face. Like, is that your argument? That's a really crappy argument. And like, you can argue for or against any of these policies. I think universal pre-K is a complete waste of money. I also happen to think that parents should be incentivized to take care of their own children, because children do best when cared for by their parents. And parents should make responsible decisions about when to get pregnant. And parents should also earn on behalf of their children. I know these are all very risque positions that one, you shouldn't kill babies. And two, it is generally your job to raise your own baby and pay for it. I know this is really difficult for people on the left to handle. And number one, don't kill your kid. And two, take care of your kid. I know. And it's not my job to take care of your kid. On a baseline level, it is your job to take care of your kid. I'm happy to help out if you're having trouble, but at a root level, you are a parent. Your role in life is to take care of your kid. I'm amazed by the left wing argument that unless you here's the deal, you're paying for my kid or I'm or I'm shooting him. That's the way this is working. Like, that's your argument. Really? And you've got that argument from The Washington Post today. The Washington Post has an entire piece titled With Roe at Risk, GOP Faces Pressure to Support Families After a Birth. What what is the correlation there? Seriously, you can make the argument in favor of longer longer maternity or paternity leave. You can make the argument in favor of greater spending on adoption agencies. I'm in favor of some of those arguments. But that has nothing to do with whether you get to kill the person. This is like saying that unless you expand social security benefits and really take care of the elderly, we get to euthanize them. That, that is not an argument. I, mean, this, it, I, I used the word satanic yesterday. This is a rather satanic argument. Give us the government benefits we want and pay for all of our expenses. Otherwise, we get to kill the kids. This is a really bad argument. OK, but unfortunately, these are the arguments that the left is is trotting out right now, like a lot, a lot already right, coming up. The left really doesn't have a moral argument to make about abortion. So it always comes down to rage and edge cases. We'll get to that in a moment. First, right now, now is an excellent time to pay down your bills at the lowest interest rates possible because those interest rates are about to rise. This goes from credit cards, mortgages, anything that has a rate tied to it. You still have access to rates near record lows, but that is not going to last for long because the Federal Reserve is now raising rates and they're going to continue to raise rates all the way across the year. So you need to get in under the wire like right now. Now is the time to get that free mortgage review from American Financing, America's Home for Home Loans. You'll learn about custom loans that can save you up to a thousand bucks a month. That's right, a month. From lower rates to shorter terms, even debt consolidation, their salary-based mortgage consultants can do it all. They never charge upfront or hidden fees, so why not learn more? If you like what you hear, you can pre-qualify for free. You might even be able to skip a couple of mortgage payments. You could close in as fast as 10 days. Just call 866-721-3300. That's 866-721-3300. Or visit AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS one 34 NMLS ConsumerAccess.org. Go check them out today at AmericanFinancing.net. And now is the best time to refinance because I promise you that in a couple of months, it's going to be a worse time to refinance. Go check them out right now. AmericanFinancing.net. All right, The Daily Wire. We've accomplished a lot this year, including the announcement of our brand new platform DW Kids. We're taking on Disney, Hollywood, even Razor companies. We're rebuilding the culture the left has been destroying. It's about time that we fought back so that you can too. Stop giving your money to organizations that hate your guts. Instead, help us build the alternatives where the left is tearing down foundations. Start today. We really do need your help in all of this. It's very expensive to build an entertainment infrastructure. It's expensive to bring you all the new shows that you love. It's expensive to go out and create companies to compete with the left and give you a place to put your money where they don't hate your guts. So please help us out at dailywire.com/slash subscribe. Use code Shapiro for 20% off your new membership and join us in our fight to preserve real American values today. You're listening to the largest, fastest growing conservative podcast and radio show in the nation. In the end, for the left, it just comes down to unbridled rage. It just comes down to screaming at the sky because They don't really have any great moral arguments in favor of abortion. The arguments in favor of abortion are really, really scanty. This is why the best arguments that the left makes are all about fringe cases. They'll say, well, what about the the kid with Tay-Sachs? What about the the mother who is raped or who's the victim of incest? And if you said to people on the left, okay, fine, you know what? I, I may disagree, but we'll make a deal. The deal is all of those edge cases, you get to consider abortion, we won't make it illegal. All the rest of them, we're gonna make those illegal. You think the left really would go for that? The answer, of course, is no. They're arguing at the fringe because they can't argue at the center. They can't argue that elective abortion ought to be morally legal throughout all nine months of pregnancy. There's no way to argue that in any sort of moral way. And so what it comes down to is just rage. And again, the reason that it comes down to rage, I said this yesterday and I repeat it today. The reason it comes down to rage, this uh, this argument is because it goes to the center of the left-wing worldview. The center of the left-wing worldview is that there should be no relationship between actions and consequences, that you should have no duty, that life is an unfair imposition on you. As, as Barack Obama put it, that my, my daughter shouldn't be settled with a baby. Settled. Right? That, that there should be no impact of the actions that you take in real life. That biology is an imposition. That reality is an imposition. And that you should be able to dispense with all consequences as you see fit if they affect your life in a way that you don't like. This is at root what the left wants. Because according to the left, all things in the world that affect me badly are injustices and need to be rooted out by the system. And so the system has to allow for me to damage, yes, unborn, like the most innocent people on planet Earth, babies that have not yet been born. You need me to be able to damage that so we can establish full equality between men and women, because after all, men don't get pregnant, but women do get pregnant, except when sometimes men get pregnant and sometimes women don't get pregnant. But other than that, we need full equality of the sexes, even though men and women are different in many different ways. When we say equality, we don't mean equal rights. When we say equality, we mean that men and women ought to be exactly the same. And pregnancy prevents that because it's a biological reality. When we say that parents ought to have a duty to their kids, that is an imposition. That is a societal role imposition that infringes upon your sense of authenticity. And so we must do away with that. You don't have any parental responsibility. In fact, if you're not willing to pay for my baby, I get to kill it. You want to know why the left is so passionate about this issue? Because it really is, there's been a a really ugly and hideous move over the past 30 years in democratic rhetoric with regard to this issue. It went from safe, legal, and rare. Because after all, there are rare situations in which people really, really need an abortion. It went from that to shout your abortion. It's an act of good. And you know what? Now they're more honest. Because the left-wing worldview does believe that there should be no restrictions on your ability to define the world around you, including by redefining away human life within your own womb. It's an amazing, this is why they're so angry. You have Dr. Roxanne Gay with a piece today titled, It's Time to Rage. It's time, well, I mean, at least they're just saying it now. And then she talks about a case of pregnancy by incest. And again, the the reason that they, they talk about rape and pregnancy by incest is because they cannot talk about the core of the issue. She talks about the fact, Roxanne Gay, that she was sexually assaulted by several young men when she was 12, and she was worried that she was pregnant. She said, if I had been pregnant, I don't know what I would have done. I was Catholic, abortion was a sin, but a 12-year-old is not equipped for childbirth or or parenthood. The trauma I endured would have only been compounded by a forced pregnancy. And the trajectory of my life too would have been further altered. In a stunning draft of a Supreme Court ruling that would overturn Roe versus Wade, the justice's plan to overturn Roe, the fact that it was leaked is telling. Whoever leaked it wanted people to understand the fate awaiting us. And this, this is what I am telling myself. And thank God somebody did so we know, so we can prepare, so we can rage. Again, yeah, the, the the left's conflation of all quote-unquote bodily autonomy issues with rape and incest demonstrates that they are not good faith discussion actors in this particular area. Which the possibility of so many civil rights being rolled back is terrifying. Millions of Americans now wonder which of our rights could be stripped from us, our friends and family, our communities. The sky is falling. A great many of us are desperately trying to hold it up. And then Roxanne Gay, who is In fact, a lesbian, she talks about how she's very afraid that the Supreme Court might overrule Obergefell. Now, I said on the show yesterday, and people got very angry at me, that a Supreme Court worth its salt would overrule Obergefell, which, by the way, would return the issue to the states, where gay marriage would still be legal in a vast majority of states. Public opinion has been moving in favor of same-sex marriage in pretty much every state across the nation over the course of the last few years. Now, the Supreme Court is not going to overrule Obergefell. In fact, Justice Alito goes out of his way, I believe, no less than three times in the opinion to basically say they're not overruling Obergefell. And again, Neil Gorsuch, who literally wrote transgenderism into the Civil Rights Act of 1964, ain't voting to overrule Obergefell. But the point here is that even when gay marriage was not federally constitutionally protected, which is like all of human history, it turns out that gay people were living together in the United States for decades before that and had marital privileges via civil unions in a huge number of states and were able to be same sex married in a variety of states in this country before Obergefell. So again, the the sort of alarmism is completely unjustified. And this is what they have to conflate it. They have to say, well, this abortion decision, it's really about rape. It's really about incest. It's really about gay marriage. It's really about your liberties at large. No, what it's really about is that you wish to preserve the widespread ability to kill the unborn up to point of birth. That is an extreme, extreme position. And pretending that the other side is extreme on this issue is really not going to fly. That dog ain't going to hunt. (sighs) It's... By the way, go ahead and riot. I mean, pro-choice rioters were arrested over the course of the last couple of days.
3: Officers were escorting hundreds of protesters from the federal courthouse at Broadway and First to Pershing Square, protecting their right to protest. Many gathered in an intersection blocking traffic when asked to disperse. Some started throwing bottles and rocks at officers. At least one officer was injured at that point. Also, protesters reportedly hit the hoods of police cars. Officers then struck them with batons and an unlawful assembly was declared.
0: Okay. meanwhile, Stephen Colbert, of course, the the greatest and wisest of our comedic voices. He was very upset about this also, because after all, the rule is, by the way, you're not allowed to speak about this if you're a man, unless you're a man who repeats the, the lies of the left, in which case you're totally allowed to speak about it. So here's Stephen Colbert, who technically is a man.
4: If these folks believe that Roe v Wade was so egregiously decided, why didn't they tell the senators that during their confirmation hearings? Well, because American voters support abortion in all or most cases at 80%. They knew that if they were honest, they wouldn't get the job. So they lied, which I think is perjury. But what do I know? I'm no Supreme Court justice. I'm not a good enough liar.
0: You're not a good enough liar. Okay, first of all, so this argument has also been trotted out is that the Supreme Court justices said, that Roe was, was precedent, or quote-unquote super precedent. It was stare decisis. Every justice says that what is on the books currently is stare decisis, because it is, until it And The left loves precedent until they don't. And Obergefell is a perfect case of this. Obergefell is their favorite case. It overruled literally all of common law for all centuries, forever. And yeah, that is a pretty wide overturning of stare decisis. They don't care about that. So, yeah, uh, b- by the way, Justice Sonia Sotomayor suggested the D.C. versus Heller was Starry decisis. And then she immediately voted to overthrow D.C. versus Heller. This is, yes, I'm sure that you're very upset about the so-called dishonesty. The reason that people have had to say that they respect Roe is because the Supreme Court process becomes so political. We'll get to more on this in just a moment. First, we're experiencing a lot of global instability as we plunge into primary season. How are you protecting your family in the middle of all of this chaos? The fact is there is one asset that has withstood famine, war, political and economic upheaval dating back to ancient times. That, of course, is gold. It's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold, and Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold can help you create a well-thought-out and balanced investment strategy. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold without paying a penny out of pocket. Diversify into gold today. Just text BEN to 989898 for a free info kit. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to check out Birch Gold today. Text BEN to 989898. Claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold the way that I did. Diversification is always a smart business strategy, particularly in really tenuous times. This is a tenuous time. You should check out my friends over at Birch Gold. Text Ben to 989898. Get in touch with them today. Ask all your questions. Text Ben to 989898 to get started with Birch Gold. Okay. Meanwhile, in other major news, there, uh, there's what the left thinks people are going to vote on. And then there's what the left, then there's what people are actually going to vote on. So the left thinks people are going to vote on abortion come November. Nope. You may get a couple of stray congressional candidates on the right who make ill-timed or ill-prepared remarks on abortion and then end up losing seats. But this is not going to be the the a wave election for Democrats because of Roe. It just is not going to happen. I present to you as evidence the fact that essentially abortion has been illegal in the state of Texas for the last eight months, and no one cares. Like really, there's been no wave election in Texas. There's been no Democratic upsurge in Texas. Beto O'Rourke is going to lose by one million points in his gubernatorial race. So no. What they're really going to vote on is the fact that the economy is garbage. And the reason the economy is garbage is because the Biden administration is really, really bad at this. Joe Manchin gets this. So the senator from West Virginia, he says, listen, you guys keep talking about abortion. Let me just explain to you my voters care about inflation.
4: Joe Manchin is an opponent of abortion rights. He was asked about it today and he said that's not the number one issue back home. This is
1: inflation is the number one driving factor. I believe in my state right now. It's hurting everybody. Not just at the pump, but at the, gas, uh, at the grocery store, at the drugstore, at the pharmaceutical, everything they do.
0: That is correct. That is correct. Meanwhile, Tim, there's a reason why Tim Ryan, the, the Democratic nominee for Senate in Ohio, when he's not preaching abortion all the whole birth, which he literally says in Ohio, when he's not saying that, he won't actually answer whether he wants Joe Biden to campaign with him. This is what people are going to vote for in 2022.
2: You welcome everybody, Congressman, but I heard you in an interview today, really not answer if you want President Biden on the campaign trail in Ohio, the sitting president of the United States. I didn't hear an answer to that. Do you or do you not?
4: I, my answer was, I wanna be the face of this campaign and I don't want any distractions. And I wanna be the face and the voice of this campaign. And I don't want any distractions. I don't need anybody to prop me up like J.D. Vance did Even from the sitting president of the, the United line. States
2: of your party, right? I'm sorry, even from the sitting president of the United States of your party, who you well, voted we, we, we'll with 100 percent deci- of the time.
4: We'll make that decision uh, as the uh, campaign continues.
0: Oh, will you? And what he's really saying is we don't want any part of Joe Biden. We want, We need to stay far, far away from Joe Biden. There's a reason for that. Meanwhile, the Federal Reserve seems to be kind of postponing the pain, which is a very strange move. So yesterday, the Federal Reserve approved a half percentage point increase rate in the in the It's a 50 basis point increase in the Fed funds rate. This is the largest single rate increase since the year 2000. They also announced plans to shrink their $9 trillion asset portfolio starting next month in a double-barreled effort to reduce inflation running at a four-decade high, according to The Wall Street Journal. The moves were announced after a two-day policy meeting on Wednesday that will raise the central bank's benchmark federal funds rate to a target range between 0.75% and 1%, which is still very low historically. Together, the steps mark the most aggressive Fed tightening a monetary policy at one meeting in decades, aimed at rapidly reducing the economic stimulus that has contributed to major rising price pressures. The Fed usually raises interest rates in quarter percentage point increments, last raised rates by a half point in 2000. Now, Jerome Powell, they seem to want to split the baby here, which is really, I think, a a problem in terms of their economic policy. The fact is when you have inflation running this hot, minor little moves, like increasing 0.5 points, is, is, that ain't going to do it. It really is not. And they are talking about slowly selling off a lot of these assets, slowly selling off this $9 trillion portfolio of assets to try and take money out of the economy. That's not going to do it either. They're doing half measures because they're deeply afraid that they're going to tip the economy into recession. Instead, they're just going to keep letting inflation run hot. So they're just doing this too slowly. Jerome Powell, for his part, he's happy talking this thing. So the Federal Reserve chairman, who presided over the biggest inflationary spike in four decades and is still at the helm which is kind of insane. Jerome Powell yesterday, he said the economy is still doing fairly well. Don't worry, there's no, there's no risk of recession. Mm-hmm. If you have, yeah, really, like a year ago, he was saying that inflation was temporary. So there's that.
3: The economy is um, is doing doing fairly well. If You look at the labor market, for people who are out of work and looking, there are lots of job opportunities for uh, wages are moving up at, and at rates that haven't been seen in quite a long time. So it's, it's, a, it's a very, it's a good time to be a worker looking to looking to you know either change jobs or get a wage increase in your current job so it's a strong economy
0: it's a strong economy everything is doing fine so we're only going to raise the interest rates like a little bit and then we are going to take it real slow because we don't want to tip the economy into recession things are going great and then pal admits inflation is much too high but raising the rate 50 basis points ain't going to lower inflation to the extent necessary and when, when inflation was running really high during the Carter administration, Paul Volcker had to bring the, the interest rates in the United States up to like 20%. Okay, right now, we are talking about whether we raise it to 0.75 or one. That ain't going to do it. It's not going to tamp down the inflation. It's just going to continue inflationary monetary power. I mean, right now, the, the simple fact is it is still unbelievably cheap to access credit. And even if the Fed overnight rate is 0.75 or one, given the inflation rate, that's still a negative interest rate. Because after all, if you don't take out the money, the inflation rate is just eating away your savings. So you should be borrowing to spend, right? Again, none of this is going to cool down the overheated economy. Here is uh, Jerome Powell acknowledging inflation is much too high.
3: Inflation is much too high. And we understand the hardship it is causing. And we're moving expeditiously to bring it back down. Against this backdrop, today the FOMC raised its policy interest rate by a half percentage point and anticipates that ongoing increases in the target rate for the federal funds rate will be appropriate.
0: Okay, so again, they keep saying they're going to do this slowly, and I don't know that slowly is going to get the job done, which is why inflation is going to continue to run hot all the way through the election. Meanwhile, Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, she actually says that the Biden inflationary crisis is evidence of huge success. This is the Wall Street Journal CEO Council, saying this is actually evidence of how great our economy is that we have this really high inflation.
3: When you look at the labor market now, and you see the state that it's in, um, this is really a measure of huge success. Households are in good financial shape. Um, We avoided a lot of scarring. The labor market is very strong. These are successes from the the policies that were put in place, problems that we might well have had and don't have because of the policies that were
0: undertaken. Everything is great. We don't have any labor market problems because we've injected so much money into the economy. Actually, the inflation is good evidence that everything is going absolutely well. And, and by the way, don't worry. No other, no other currency is going to supplant us. Now, she may be right that no other currency is going to supplant us, but that ain't because we're doing a great job with the currency. We want to know why people have fled generally more and more into places like Bitcoin. The reason is because people are looking for some sort of hedge against your garbage monetary policy. The best guarantor of the American dollar right now is the fact that all other countries are taking their idiotic economic lead from us. If there are a country smart enough to actually not devalue its own currency and, and spend government money out the wazoo, if there's actually a country smart enough to lower its own income tax rates and corporate tax rates and governmental regulations down to close to no, they would eat everybody's lunch right now. So she is counting on the kindness of strangers. And maybe the rest of the world will continue to be incredibly stupid. But um, I wouldn't bet on that in the long term. Here's Janet Yellen betting on betting on it in the long term.
3: There are very good fundamental reasons based on the strength of the U.S. economy, um, the stability of and of economic management, the liquidity of our markets, the safety of the dollar, our rule rule of law and institutions um, that make the dollar um, a an important reserve currency. I don't see any other currency at this point that could begin to rival that.
0: I mean, she is correct, again, and that is because countries like China have pursued really bad economic policy. However, that doesn't mean that if you continue to pursue bad economic policy, there won't come a point where, in fact, the reserve currency shifts. It used to be the British pound was sort of the guarantor of everything. Then that stopped. So this notion that because things have been a certain way, they will forever be that way, is a pretty dumb idea. It's particularly dumb because, again, Janet Yellen is basically counting right here on the rest of the world wrecking its own economy so that we can continue to wreck ours. So she says that what we really have to stop is countries improving their business climate. That's a race to the bottom. Here we go.
3: What we've seen over decades is a race to the bottom in terms of corporate tax rates, one country um, lowering tax rates to attract businesses and others responding And I think putting an end to that unhealthy competition so that um, all countries have some ability to raise revenues, but raise the revenue that we need to invest in our economy, in infrastructure, in investment, in people um, to make our economy productive. This is a very healthy shift.
0: So what she's talking about right here is the fact that the Biden administration has attempted to cudgel every other country into imposing a bottom line 15% corporate tax rate because we want to raise our own taxes. So what we have to do is now essentially collude with other countries in preventing there from being a friendly business climate. If there were one country, honestly, one major country on earth that radically lowered its corporate tax rate and that instead of trying to suck money out of the system actually said to companies, come here and locate here, they would. Why do you think so many companies right now are locating in Singapore? This would be one of the reasons. And th- this is what crumbling empires look like. Crumbling empires think that everybody else is going to operate according to their economic status quo. And that is not the way this is going to work. Sooner or later, somebody is going to get competitive. And when they get competitive, they're going to stop being stupid. When they stop being stupid, they're going to make the regulations less burdensome. They're going to make the tax regime less burdensome. And then they're going to eat our lunch. It is the job of the United States government to get the hell out of the way of the business. Like when she, she, when she says we, we need the ability to raise revenues that we can invest it in infrastructure and in our things, It's that sort of investment that has created inflation. It's created a stagnating economy. And again, eventually, somebody's going to get wise to this. So she is counting on the idea that no one will ever get wise to this and that we will just continue to blow out the spending because everybody else will too. That is a hell of a gamble. So prediction, by the time that the election comes around, inflation is still going to be a problem. In the next two and a half years, there will be a recession in this country. Some At some point in the next 10 years, there will be a country worth its salt that realizes that there is a world of business activity available to it if they just don't go along with the collusive stupidity of the Euro-American compromise policy that suggests high corporate tax rates are a way to improve your economy. And when that happens, the dollar will be in trouble. And you're playing with fire when you just assume everyone else is going to be an idiot forever. And uh, that seems to be the current policy of this administration and many of our quote-unquote economic experts. All we'll be back here later today with an additional hour of content. In the meantime, go check out one of our newest podcasts, Morning Wire. On today's episode, they report on LA's failure to clean up homeless encampments. That episode is available right now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure to tune in. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Help spread the word about The Ben Shapiro Show by giving us a five-star review and sharing the show with a friend. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to check out some of our other Daily Wire shows. The Ben Shapiro Show is produced by Bradford Carrington, executive producer Jeremy Boring, supervising producer Mathis Glover, production manager Pavel Wydowski, associate producer Savannah Dominguez-Morris, editor Adam Saievitz, audio mixer Mike Coromina, hair and makeup artist in wardrobe Fabiola Cristina, Production Coordinator, Jessica Kranz. The Ben Shapiro Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2022.
4: John Bickley here, Daily Wire Editor-in-Chief. Wake up every morning with our show, Morning Wire, where we bring you all the news that you need to know in 15 minutes or less. Join me and my co-host, Georgia Howe, for daily coverage of all the biggest stories on Morning Wire. We'll
0: get to more on this in just one second. First,